0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 33. This is the podcast that helps you create a podcast in your classroom or studio. And of course, we talk a little bit about web design as we go through our different shows. Thank you so much for listening to us and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. We have a great show today. Today, we're talking to a tech coach from Texas, and we're going to be talking about his podcast and how he incorporates a little bit of education with a little bit of the Food Network. I can't wait to get into that interview. We recorded it a few days ago. It is absolutely great, and him and I have become good friends since that recording. I'm looking forward to that, but before we get into that. I wanted to ask you guys, how are you doing out there? It is 2019, the calendar has turned over. There's so many great things that are happening out there, and we want to know from you guys what is going on. Of course, you can check out this show and all of our stuff over on teachercast.net. And if you're looking to create a podcast in your classroom today, you can head over to edupodcasting.com. That's edupodcasting.com. Learn how to make a podcast in your classroom. We've got some great resources. Been popping out a lot of new posts recently, things like what kind of equipment to use. What kind of equipment are we using here? Different things on lesson plans, workshops. And of course, as we go through the month of January, we're looking forward to the FETC conference that happens every single year in Florida. We've got some great presentations on podcasting. We've got some great presentations on how to do Google Frames. If you're heading down to to FETC this year, we want to hear from you. There's a lot of great things that we're doing here on the Teacher Cast Educational Network. But first, I want to bring on the interview that I had with Gabriel Carrillo, a fantastic tech coach that we uh, we actually caught up with him on Voxer. Been talking to him for quite some time, but we never really uh, had a chance to meet each other, and we sat there for a long time. We actually had about an hour conversation before we hit the record button, and we just ended up saying what has happened and why haven't we connected with each other. He does a fantastic show called Ed Tech Bite. I got to tell you, it's it's a relatively new show, been around for about a year or so, but he has a fantastic sound to him, fantastic setup, and his show is is really mesmerizing. He's a great host. I highly recommend it. We're going to put all the links over on our show notes. Again, this is Educational Podcasting, episode number 33. And the focus of our conversation today was really around communication and ways that we can provide... You no know, different opportunities for our students to have those conversations. Maybe we're creating podcasts in our classroom as a way to create an episodic show. Maybe we're using podcasting in the term of you know just using audio or video. Like we do a lot of work in our classrooms with screencasting and with Flipgrid and with uh, Screencastify. How are you guys using podcasting in your classroom? We want to hear from you guys. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at podcasting today. Leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. And, of course, email us all of your questions at feedback at teachercast.net. And we're going to be featuring a lot of educational podcasters in 2019. If you are out there listening and you have a podcast that you'd like to be featured Please check us out over at podcasting today or leave us a voice message at teachercast.net slash voicemail. We would love to have you on the show. We would love to get to know your show. And of course, we would love to share with our audience all the great things that you're doing on your podcast. And without further delay, I want to bring you our interview with Gabriel Carrillo. My guest today is podcaster Gabriel Carrillo, the host of Bites podcast. Gabriel, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, man. You caught me right after dinner, which is, what more better time could you have caught me for the EdTechBytes reference than right after dinner?
0: I got to say, you have a fantastic show. Talk to us a little bit about yourself for those who might be new to EdTechBytes. First off, thank you.
1: I appreciate that compliment.
0: Uh, My name is Gabriel Carrillo.
1: I'm an instructional technology specialist uh, in San Antonio, Texas at a rather large school district, Northeast Independent School District to be exact. I've been doing this for going on eight years, however, I've been in education my entire life. The second I graduated high school, I was an uh, instructional assistant, then a substitute teacher. teacher. I actually uh, did um, assistant principal for two years as well in Arizona before getting into this position.
0: That's uh, quite impressive that you decided to go from administration into the tech coach world. Now, I also noticed that you call yourself an instructional technology specialist, versus being a tech coach or a tech integration specialist. Is that a title that you came up with or that you like going with? Or is that something that your district has kind of deemed you on?
1: That is a great point that you brought up. I've had this conversation on my podcast with a couple of different people. It all depends on where you, what district you're in. When I was in Arizona, I was ed tech specialist. When I came here to Texas, instructional technology specialist. But whatever you call it, it's the same thing. We're tech coaches.
0: We are, we are, we are tech coaches. We are teachers. Always a teacher. We are therapists. I always said that the number, you know, the the first goal for every tech coach should be learn how to just listen, right?
1: Yeah. The, the, the power of, of
0: being able to listen and take in is unreal. And you created a podcast called Ed Tech Bytes. It's kind of interesting. It uh, deals with technology and food. Tell us a little bit about it. All right. Here's the premise of the
1: show the best conversations are always had over a meal at the table with good people. Don't tell me what you ate. Tell me who you ate with. And I decided to go that route. That's my niche. I mean, we, uh, we in our family, we cook a lot. We don't go out to eat too often, you know, and when we do, we enjoy it. But for the majority, we cook at home. We eat at home. It's a deviceless dinner, no phones, no iPads, no TV, no nothing. We sit down and do what a lot of families are not doing as much now as they were before, and that is having conversations at the table, talking about your day.
0: You must have some pretty awesome meals to be sitting around and saying, you know what, I would love to record this and share these conversations with the world.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm actually playing around and toying around with the idea of uh, bringing people, guests to the house and cooking for them. I, I gotta, I gotta get my camera work going, but that's eventually what I'd like to do. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! whoa. Right. I'm sorry, I gotta stop you there. When are you gonna be bringing podcasters over to, to cook for them and have them on the show?
1: We can make that happen, man.
0: All right, I tell sure right. you what, go. we're gonna be in Florida. We are. I, th- I think
1: my my hotel that I'm staying at has a full kitchen, man. We all, gotta do. All something. I need is a hot plate. All I need is a hot plate and a skillet, and I'll cook you up a three course meal, man.
0: Now, many people who are listening to this show are going to be heading down to Florida for the FETC conference, which Gabriel just reminded me is in uh, January this year. Uh, Gabriel, what are you presenting this year? My
1: sessions are, uh, so you want to start a podcast on how to create a podcast, basically from beginning to end. And the second session that I'm doing is creating videos with WeVideo on Chromebooks. Because a lot of times, I mean, the Chromebook is the most utilized uh, piece of technology that's in students' hands nationwide, possibly, quite possibly worldwide. And there's always a need for video editing, and WeVideo has always been one of my go-to tools, and thought, why not? Why not show them how to do this on Video in the cloud?
0: I, I love Video. We had a chance to uh, meet them down at ISTE last year, hang out, do a couple interviews with them. You know, I love the fact that it's getting so easier, right? We have Video, we have SoundCloud, we have other great applications. What are your go-tos when you're working with teachers to say, look, this is how you... I don't even want to use the word podcasting right now, but this is how you use audio and video in your lessons. All right.
1: Soundtrap is a must. Yes. Flipgrid is a must. Yes. Adobe Spark, Adobe... um, Oh, gosh, I forgot the name of it. Adobe Spark? Yeah, Adobe Spark Video. There you go. Uh, Yeah. Um, And WeVideo is an absolute must. Those with a dash of Nearpod in there... Ooh. Oh, man, you got yourself the recipe for
0: success. I, I love that recipe. And there's so many different things that are out there. For anybody that's listening to, your, uh, to, to, to the show today, where can people go to find you? The website
1: is edtechbytes.com. If you're on social media, you can basically look up EdTech on any platform and you'll be able to find me. And uh, for, But for the most part, I always drive people to the edtechbytes.com.
0: It is certainly a great website. Very clean, I'm at. It. We're going to talk a little bit later about websites and how you did it, and we're, we're going to get into uh, where you are right now. I notice, Gabriel, you are in the closets of your house. Is that is that an appropriate way to look at this?
1: This is, this is the man cave right
0: here. The man yeah. cave. <laughs> I understand. It is a four and a
1: half foot by maybe five foot closet that I'm in. Yeah, it's where I share my clothes, and I, I attempted to put a green screen up there, but. My camera's a little too wide, so I might just take that green screen to my, uh, to my office at work. But yeah, we're in my closet, man. Which, and you know, I just had this conversation with my wife not too long ago. It blows my mind that I can interview somebody or just talk into a computer in my closet and within a day or two, it's out there for the world and people can consume it.
0: And it, you don't even have to wear pants.
1: No, no, I don't. And listeners will never know. They'll always ask themselves, hey. I wonder if he's wearing pants on this episode. You'll
0: you never know. Speaking of conversations, <laughs> let's let's see if we can segue on that one. Um, you know, I, I I totally agree with what you're saying. Conversations are fantastic, and and when we're looking at doing podcasting, podcasting lessons, audio, video lessons in the classroom, it really is about allowing the kids to be those speakers. You know, we do it a lot in, in our in our or, you know, where I work, um, getting kids to do screencasts of themselves talking about a topic, using a podcast as an introduction to getting them to understand the concepts which might lead them into creating a five paragraph essay. That concept of conversations is so vitally important because it really brings depth to the knowledge that the students have. Why do you think conversations are important for students? Uh, They're important for students
1: and teachers in many ways. Number one, you can't know, you don't know your audience until you actually engage in, in real conversation with them. On the flip side, your students will really never know too much about you unless you have those conversations with them. And it's when you do those things that you realize what their strengths are maybe a couple of different ways that work for them as far as maybe scaffolding or differentiating instruction. What a, what a word that is, right? Differentiating. And just one of the the things that we talk about at our campuses a lot is the, the whole theory behind, you know, if you're hungry, you can't learn. If you're hungry, you cannot teach. So when you, when you combat those, those first needs, those initial needs that we have as humans, then you can actually teach. And that's where those conversations come in. And being an educator, if you can't, you can't necessarily live amongst your four walls and not talk to not only your students, but other educators. We talk about PLN, the professional or personal learning network, but are we really living it? Is a Twitter chat the only conversation you're having with other educators, or are you actually reaching out to other educators in your in your hallway?
0: Are, are you your... suggesting we should be having Twitter conversations while at our dinner table? Uh, absolutely not,
1: man. No oh, way. Deviceless dinners. Deviceless dinners, man. No, I'm saying that you know you got to have conversations with people because there's one thing that I think all educators need more of, and that's perspective. You need to know what's going on, what's working for other people. And maybe you're doing something right in your classroom and maybe you could shine a light for somebody else.
0: So how do you give your students that perspective when they do live in a device world and when every five seconds they got to sit there and check their phones and check their messages and you're there trying to give a great lesson and their pockets are vibrating left and right? Well,
1: it's all about, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? You don't, you don't yell at a class and tell them to put their phones away. You talk about phone etiquette. You have that conversation as a, as a class, as a group. I don't whenever I go into co-teach, model teach, or do something with teachers, the first thing I do at my campuses being that they're secondary is I don't tell the class, put your phones away. I tell them, "Hey, guys, we're going to practice phone etiquette," which means I know you guys have your devices, especially you staring at your crotch. There's no other reason for you to be staring at your crotch other than your phone. Do me a favor and put it on the desk upside down. If there's an important text that you're you're waiting on from a parent or what have you, just flip it over, read it, and put it back down. And yeah, then if easy. go ahead,
0: I was going to say that, that those are such important lessons. I know right now with with us being home and being around the holidays, you know our kids are now playing with those toys that they got. They're only five, so they don't have phones yet. But you know, I even saw it today my kid leaves the dinner table and goes to pick up the toy, and we're going, no, wait, let's let's have a conversation. Let's, you know. It's hard to just ask a five-year-old how was your day, but hey, let's ha- let's start to have those conversations with them.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's, you, gotta, you gotta get them accustomed to that. And that way they know when they come to the table, you know, two, three years down the road. So,
0: Here's where we're gonna chat. A lot of teachers out there are looking at this going, okay, this is easy, but how do I bring this into the classroom, right? Like I wanna do something with audio, I wanna do something with video, but how do I bring these types of lessons into my classroom. What, when, when a teacher says that to you, what do you suggest? I know you had mentioned some apps, but let's stay app away yeah. right now. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about you know the actual lesson plans that you sit down with your students and teachers. What do you work with them on?
1: I, I always start with what is the standard that you want to hit? What is the point you want to get? What, is, what do you want them to walk away with at the end of this unit, at the end of this lesson, at the end of this uh, chapter, whatever it is you're working on? And then we go from there. Okay, so uh, you obviously know your content, you know what you're gonna teach, not necessarily how you're gonna teach it, that's where I come in, and then I start giving them ideas because one thing that I really like to do is I always like to, to pinpoint the SAMR model. And you know, a lot of teachers really don't know what the SAMR model is, especially if your district doesn't have that tech plan, inter- that tech integration plan. So one thing that I like to do is I always like to point out SAMR, and start with the basics, do a little substitution, you know, throw in a Google doc or something like that in there, and they can start having those digital virtual conversations and then that turns into collaboration and so on and so forth and that's when the teacher can then pull kids aside, "Hey, I saw your work that you were working on I like what you're I like what you're doing, however, you know, let's change this so the the students know that the teachers are always looking at their work, whether it be on an iPad, on a phone, anything, but I always like to start with what is it you wanna teach and what is it you want the kids to walk away knowing? So that's where the conversations usually start with my teachers and I.
0: And it's interesting how podcasts can be every single rung on that SAMR model, right? You know, you can yeah. have a, a conversation or you can record it and that's your substitution. You can augment it that by having two or three people in a conversation. You can modify it by telling a story through audio. Yeah, of course, reinvent everything that you're doing through the use of audio screencasting video you know go make a psa about the the of independence or you know it'll hit every single thing and if you look up and down i always talk about bloom's taxonomy you mm-hmm. know the, the highest level of blooms is go teach this to me
1: yeah synthesization
0: Wait. what is that what
1: what's about what?
0: the, the highest level uh, it's it's go teach your, go go teach. I don't know the exact word, yeah, yeah, but it's you know the highest level of Blooms is, is okay, now teach it back to me, yeah, so one yeah. of the things that we like to work on is okay, it take the project and instead of making a website, make a website where the kid actually has to explain and deconstruct, or I guess the 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 buzz term is reverse engineer everything yeah. that we're doing here, and show me how to do that that algebra equation or that project or that something. and and getting teachers to realize that there is a place for podcasting in the classroom. Now, the thing that we always wanna look at is, is this expensive? And I am on, I gotta tell you, I am on a mission here to to, to tell people that it is totally free to podcast in your classroom. You mentioned yourself a few great apps that are absolutely, and I do mean this punny, priceless in our classroom, Um, Flipgrid is, is an amazingly free app. I, you said Chromebooks. I like using screencastify to make simple screencasts. Um, synth, synth. Oh my goodness. Synth. What? And and by the way, great, great app, free app. Um, an amazing way to bring podcasting into your, your room cross platform, no matter what's going on. Um, and a fantastic team too. If you guys haven't checked it out, uh, go synth.com. A lot of amazing stuff here. They've been on the podcast also. So you don't need to sit here and say, we don't have the funds to bring podcasting in.
1: Yeah, it's, we're getting to the, to. we're now living in a world, like you said, where things are becoming more and more priceless. You know, but it's, it's, un- oh, I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to uh. do it. <laughs> Oh, there we wrong, go. Wrong that was, one. That was too punny. <laughs> we right. Yeah, yeah. New equipment. So, yeah, we're living in that world where it's just, you, you don't need, the resources are there and more and more things are cloud-based. That can be done from anything. Yeah. From Chromebooks. From the, you know, Chromebooks are, you know, you can get a decent Chromebook for under $200. That's, it's unreal. It's unreal what we live in now. So, yeah, it's, it, they're, they're, the, the era and
0: the time of excuses out the window so if we had some money right it's the holidays if we if we had students of our own at home and we're like all right i my, my kids want to get into podcasting i want to get into podcasting with my classroom gabriel what do you recommend as far as basic classroom equipment let's just start with microphones do you have any any favorite microphones that you'd like to recommend um
1: Depending on the scenario. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna you know, if you're gonna have like a podcasting station, it might not be bad to grab a uh, an inexpensive lavalier. Good. You know, the lavalier mic. Mike, you know, mic the kid up, let him speak, have the next kid come grab it and you know, clip it on his shirt or whatever. Right. Not a bad idea to have a couple of those laying around in the classroom. Um I mean, another good one is, you know, the microphone that's built into the computer. Yes. If you speak clearly enough. Not a bad choice. Excuse me. Also Apple, the, what are they? The ear pods that come with the phones now,
0: regular white earbuds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just hold that mic up. That way you're actually speaking into it and you got yourself a decent mic.
0: I'm a big fan of the snowball microphone. That's the other
1: one I was going to say. I said, depending on the scenario,
0: they're, they're USB, they plug into iPads, they plug into Chromebooks, whatever you have. They're fantastic and they work well for you. Um, I've even seen snowball mics in classrooms on the ceiling upside down. Yeah. That way the teacher just turns it on and the whole classroom is there. And I got to tell you, those are great for kindergarten classes, right? Like I've I've worked with kindergarten classes going on virtual field trips and you feel bad for this poor little six or seven year old in the back of a kindergarten class. And they're screaming as loud as they can at the screen and nobody on the other end can hear them. Yeah put a snowball mic or a yeti mic or something in the middle of that room and suddenly everybody has a voice and they don't have to scream to be heard
1: and the fact that they're condenser mics yeah their their pickup pattern is basically all over the room right so that's really that's really nice about those you throw that in the middle of a table with three or four kids around and they have a script or something that they want to talk about you have yourself a podcast
0: and the other thing i like about the snowball m- m- mics is they bounce if, if, if
1: a, i've if, never come across that scenario
0: uh, I always said that the difference between the Yeti and the snowball is the snowball bounces just, just in case <laughs> it falls off a desk. It, it, it's, it's, look, you know, it won't it really it, it break if you drop it, but, but it bounces at a certain degree of, of, uh, of damage there.
1: I'm going to have to try that out. Nice. With, with somebody else's snowball.
0: Right. With somebody yeah. else's snowball. So uh, blue <laughs> microphones, if you're listening to this, um, yeah. someone to Texas and New Jersey, we'd love to try one out.
1: Oh, we would love to, especially in the hands of kids. That would be great.
0: Now, we had mentioned your website, edtechbytes.com. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about this. You build on what platform? I build on WordPress. Why? Why is WordPress your choice of of, of making a website? I wanted to go with something that was...
1: I didn't want to go with a new player in the game, a new kid on the block. I wanted to go with somebody who's got a reputation. I know that I wasn't going to get ripped off. And I know that I was more than anything, I was going to have customer support. So, uh, I went with them decent price. Um, I went with one of their basic plans and it it got me what I needed. However, I am feeling the need that I might just be outgrowing it right now, but for what I'm doing, um, and what I have out there and what, what I want to put out to the world,
0: that's basically it, it checked all the boxes. And you don't need to spend money on that. You can go to wordpress.com for free and get a nice class blog and you don't even have to go to wordpress.com. There's edu blogs out there. There is, you know, podcast websites is where we have our stuff uh, over here on TeacherCast. You can, you know, you can get your own domain if you really wanted to go that direction. But I always, even for my, my podcasting and website clients, I push them to wordpress.com simple free. And like with Gabriel said, when you're ready to upgrade a little bit, it is upgradable. It can expand with you and with your needs. Absolutely. But I, I've got several teachers that are doing EduBlogs and they absolutely love it, both on the free and on the paid platforms. You know
1: what tool is a website tool I think is underutilized right
0: now? What's that? Good old Google Sites. We are a major, major Google Sites uh, user. All of our teachers, all of our students, we, we do all of our newsletters on Google Sites. I have a love and hate relationship. <laughs> what do you think of them right now? Um, when I look back, and
1: I can only compare Google Sites to themselves. I compare the new to the classic. I love that the new one's drag and drop. Mm. That, that is really nice. I do, you know, I, I, I build... I built a couple of student portfolio templates that I was able to push out through, stu- through the admin console mm-hmm. to uh, our seniors, and it worked well. And at the same time, if I wanted them to build it from scratch, which ultimately we ended up doing, it was a piece of cake to the point where after third period, the teacher said, you know what, I think I got this. How about I take the, I take the wheel and you just kind of, you know, just chime in if I if I mess something up or whatever.
0: Uh, and it was great, man. You know, I say this about Google Sites all the time. It's really hard to make them look bad, yes. but it's so easy to make them look horrendous.
1: Especially the old Google Sites where you had, where you could choose a different theme to every page and a different font to every paragraph and every section of the body. There was one site in particular at my previous district in Arizona I will not say what school or what position this teacher had, but I trained her in the Google sites. I built one with her and she kind of took it on her own. And it turned into something that made my stomach hurt or <laughs> I didn't want my name associated with that anymore.
0: <laughs> but as a tech coach or as a friend? or No, as a-
1: this is a teacher. Oh. This was her teacher site. And uh, I did not like the outcome but hey she she wanted to try something new and she wanted to create a website and she did good we'll leave it at that
0: you know it's all exploratory right and, and many yeah. people out there listening to this are like okay where do i get started i, I look we have made our teacher cast mastermind site on a google site because it's just easy you can drag and drop it's all google based it's all happy um one of the things that we found out that we could recently do um, and this is because another tech coach shared this with us, but we've been doing Amazon and Spotify playlists embedded yes. websites. And yes. the part about that is anybody can now go to that page and hit the play button and now you've got music. So we've been doing that for all of our workshop pages. If you're building a page for a workshop or for FETC, pop a playlist on that thing and now you've got music and you don't have to worry about it. You just, it just, it, it works. Yeah. And we've been yeah. loving that. It just works. It just works. Now, again, not as nice as TeacherCast, not as nice as a nice WordPress website. Correct. But I don't need it to be. I need it to be functional. And if something is, you know, if I'm in the middle of doing a workshop and somebody says, you know, you got to change this or we want to add to it or we want to, I don't have to log into WordPress. It's, It's just, it's right there. And I absolutely love using it. And by the way, I found this out over the weekend. It is now available to use and edit through safari oh really yeah, right when i first popped out it was chrome only for editing but i've been editing things on safari for the last uh, few weeks now and it works just as fine not as fast but works just as fine they're starting to play well together there's the yeah, <laughs> Starting, meaning they're, they're in the same stadium. They haven't quite gotten to the track yet, but they're, yeah. they're, they're in the same stadium. Um, looking forward to seeing what happens when Microsoft starts using Chrome extensions. We'll, we'll see who really starts to play well together with all of
1: that whoa, stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. Microsoft using Chrome extensions?
0: It's coming. It's coming, you know, because Microsoft just, just basically said Edge is going away. And they're coming, you know, they're, they're basically upgrading and redesigning, the, but it's all going to be through their Chromium uh, APIs and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to be doing Microsoft with Chrome extensions and that's going to open up a ton of stuff. If we can, you know, if you can screencastify into OneNote or Flipgrid or yeah, uh, just let, let it all open up and man, it's good to be a tech coach, all those different things in here. Um, yeah. Gabriel, you have a ton of stuff on here. I can't say enough. Check out the website over at edtechbytes.com. That is the traditional way. That's not the computer way. It's B-I-T-E-S, right?
1: That is correct. Yes. People always say, oh, well, he's, uh, he's tech, so it's got to be a He said, no, no, no. It's education and technology and food, man. You take bites out of
0: food, not bites. And you are EdTechBytes on Twitter. And you can check out over at Facebook.com. Of course, all the links are going to be over on our page over at Educational Podcasting Today. You can check all the great stuff. Gabriel, anything that you uh, want to stress or, or emphasize here on teachers? We're talking about conversations, talking about websites, podcasting. I'll give you the last word here. Any great words of advice for any teacher looking to take the dive into podcasting or audio and video work this school year?
1: Somebody out there, has already done what you're wanting to do. So guess what? Use them as a resource. Use your tech coaches. Use the teacher down the hall and do what with them? Have a conversation with them. Listen to what they have to say, give input, and you'll be amazed that you'll be able to walk away with.
0: That is such good advice. Nothing is original. Everything has been done before. Figure out who's got it. Run with it. Gabriel, I, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm looking forward to meeting you in Florida. For, I'll say that for the first time. Um, are you going to be up here in Philadelphia for all? Bruh. I got accepted
1: to do a, a session in, in Philly as well. So I will be, you know, God willing, I'll be in Philly with you guys as well.
0: That is awesome. I'm looking forward to, to, to meeting you, to having a, having a bite with you. You better believe it, man. That's, with a, that's with a, a B-I-T-E? Yes, that's right.
1: All
0: right, I had to do that one. It's all about timing. It is all about timing here, guys. <laughs> I hope everybody's having a great start to their 2019. There's of course several great things happening here on TeacherCast. If you're an educational technology specialist or a tech coach. Of course, don't forget our our EdTech podcast, Ask the Tech Coach is happening every single Monday. We launch that in the morning. You can find out more information on askthetechcoach.com. Find out more about how to make a podcast with your students over at over at edupodcasting.com. That's edupodcasting.com. Lots of great stuff there. And of course, all of the links are gonna be found over on teachercast.net. We wanna say thank you guys out there for making TeacherCast the home for your professional development in 2019. And on behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.